Welcome to the show. Before we begin, I just want to make an announcement that I will be at the Mind Body Soul Expo in Saratoga Springs on September the 4th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Mind Body Soul Expo features over 100 vendors of various healing modalities and minerals and uh, CBD products, and the admission is free, and I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And now on to the show. Welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G, with co-host Nina G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Hi Vibes. I'm Bill G and I'm here with Nina. And today we are going to be continuing our conversation. In fact, I think we're going to be finishing up our conversation today on the Law of One by discussing the sixth, seventh, and eighth densities. If you haven't listened to the last four episodes where we discussed the first, second, third, and fourth densities and fifth densities, please listen to those first before listening to this one. Otherwise, you may be a little lost. Uh, the sixth density is going to be the second choice point, also the law of one. Uh, it's the unity point. It's the balance point. It's the realm of the high self. Now, the high self can only act from a position of service to others. It no longer is bound by any polarity of service to self or service to others. It's strictly service to others, which is why when we tap into our high selves to try and find guidance where it never steers us wrong because it's always there to help guide us to the next phase in our life. And that might be a little bit confusing, but if you think about it, when you are contacting your high self or relying on your high self to get information, it is directly helping you to help others. Exactly. Yes. So that is really its main goal in service to others is to help you to help others. The high self also has the keys to the library. They have the keys to the Akashic records, which exist in the eighth density. And it's because they are completely dedicated to service to others. Now, what I find interesting about fourth and fifth density negative beings, when they reach that choice point, the second choice point to service to others, how they often will go back in time to their third density selves and provide them with a new choice point, which would be the first choice point within the third density. So as Bill said, when you reach this density, you have to choose service to others. And if you haven't up until this point, and then you come here to this place where you have to, if they haven't done so at this point, this may be quite difficult emotionally, physically, even through uh, whatever physicality they have, even though it's not solid. If we think of what's going on 
right now in our world, we are all going through this ascension process. And a lot of people right now, right at this moment, are having such a difficult time with themselves, with their people that they're around, the people that they love. The weight of what is happening is starting to affect everyone. This is all happening in real time right now because we are, even though we are at a choice point in third density moving into fourth, we have to remind ourselves that time exists in four second intervals, that all of time and space is in that four second interval. So we exist not only in third density, fourth density, fifth density, and sixth density. And so this cleansing process or redemption process or whatever this process that we're going through in order to, to help us graduate from third density into fourth density positive is happening right now also in the sixth density too, the fifth into the sixth. So that all that stuff that you may be feeling right at this moment, if you're in sixth density, you're probably feeling it a whole lot worse. I just want to talk a little bit here about the high self um, as it's used in Akashic dowsing in general. Whenever we are doing Akashic dowsing, we are contacting high self. And the reason why we contact high self is because we are not really interested in talking to fourth and fifth density non-physical beings. If you think about it, imagine you are traveling along a river in a boat and you in the boat can see the uh, banks on either side and maybe you can see a little further up, but the, you know, the river, it twists and turns a little bit. So you can't see very far down the way. If you were fourth or fifth density, the, the higher up your vibration goes, the higher you can see. So imagine that now you're transforming into a bird and you can go higher and higher up until you become an eagle, which really flies very, very high in the air. And which is why the Native American culture um, say that, you know, the eagle is the one animal that can see everything. So it's one of the highest uh, vibrational um, animal spirits out there. And that is kind of like being in sixth density where you can see so much from so high. And then you can see all those bends in the river and what's coming next. Also, your fourth and fifth density friends can also see further down the river. And if you were contacting them and they happen to be fourth and fifth density negative, they're going to tell you to go left when you should have gone right. And then you end up grounding your canoe or going over a water, heavy waterfall and smashing to your death. So that is why we need to contact high self because high self doesn't play games like that. And it's always service to others through service through you. How do we know that we are contacting high self and not anybody else? We can tell mostly that we're talking to our high self and nobody else through our instincts, through our gut instincts. And those gut instincts are generally of a more positive nature, something that makes me feel good. I'm going to follow this because I'm feeling joy. I'm not feeling any kind of guilt. I'm not feeling kind of any sorrow. There's no negative emotion attached to that individual choice that you that is facing you. And they're not necessarily going to give you this doom and gloom prediction about what is going to happen next. Generally, when high self is moving through you and you are moving into a situation that is not good for your physicality or 
anything else for that matter, they will at that moment kind of slow down time so that you can see the option ahead of you and you can make the choice yourself because it's always about making that choice yourself, not telling you, hey, this is really, really bad. You can't do this. You know exactly that this is not you talking to you if you get that kind of message. Yeah, I recently had a client where she was telling me that she recently had a breakup with a boyfriend and she was like, I'm hearing these voices in my head and these gut instincts, whatever, I should get back together with them. And two sessions ago, we had come to the conclusion that this guy was bad news for her. It was not in her highest good to be with this person. But then she was like, but you know, these voices in my head are telling me I need to get back together with him. And I think it's my high self. And I said, okay, why are you tempted to get back together with this person? Oh, you know, we had some good times here and there, and I feel bad that he's feeling lonely. And I said, stop right there. You feel bad that guilt. he is feeling lonely. You are feeling guilt. That message is not coming from your high self. It is coming from somewhere else. It is either coming from you, your own sense of guilt, or more likely it's coming from a fourth, fifth density negative being who is going to convince you that, hey, we're all love. I'm an angel coming down to tell you what to do. And you get back together with this guy. And then it's terrible again. You're having a, a terrible time. And they are just supping on that low energy that you're now experiencing. And then you're looping that construct over and over again. So now let's talk about seventh density. Now, seventh density is very interesting, although we don't have a lot of information on it because it exists within a density that is far beyond our comprehension as third density, fourth density being. A seventh density entity, first of all, exists within a social memory complex. And what that means is that it exists where it's a collection of all of the memories. So if you think about unity as we're moving toward unity, it is more of that moving into uh, right. where all is one, we're all one with everyone else. So we become a social everyone memory. We know everything about everyone else complex. We're all together in the same room. And we all have the same memories. Everyone everywhere shares the same memories. And in fact, the, the law here is the law of foreverness, completion, the gateway. You can think about this as like all the cells in your body, they make up you, your whole body, and they all work together really, really well. In fact, like say you touch a hot pan, then the cells in your hand that touch a hot pan send messages all the way up to your brain. And then your brain sends messages to your muscles to pull your hand away from that hot pan. They work really well together and they all share the same memories of everything that you've gone through. If you've gone through trauma, all the cells remember that. And then the next time you're in a similar situation, they act in, a, in the same way in order to protect you from that trauma. So that whole uh, consciousness, that whole social memory complex is exactly very much like the body. And, you know, we are a hologram of, of everything else that, that whole idea of 
as above, so below. Right. Okay. If you imagine if every one of your cells had individual consciousness or they had individual ideas of- It would be chaos. <laughs> absolute chaos. <laughs> you would be running to the bathroom while you were crying and- well, you might be doing that anyway. <laughs> yeah, all, all sorts of crazy stuff happening. Now, the seventh density also serves as the high self to the high self, because this is this is the mechanism to provide them the knowledge and wisdom that it needs in order to provide you with that far view, that eagle eye view of the of the river, so that way. You in third density who has amnesia and doesn't understand the social memory complex or doesn't have any comprehension of the social memory complex is now has that wisdom, has that memory of everything that is. And just understand that this isn't an overnight thing. This is uh, moving along a continuum, just like everything else. We are always evolving. We are always moving forward. So you get smatterings of this social memory complex in other densities. Right. But here it is your primary existence. And so when you're feeling a little, feeling out of balance within the seventh density, it's because that you are having trouble connecting to what a, a lot of people refer to as source energy. Because when you're in seventh, seventh density, you are connected to source so when or the you, flow or the flow yeah you know how you're you're moving along and you're doing great work and everything just comes so easily here you're in the flow and there you are connected to that seventh density energy and then when you're feeling stuck and kind of bored and kind of blah um you've kind of fallen out of that flow and it's sometimes it's hard to get back in it let alone stay in it for a long period of time especially and, here in third density right and generally we are not in a state of connection to source it takes an enormous amount of work to even get a glimpse of what it's like to be connected to source um, usually through um, years and years of deep meditation uh, journey work and all of these other practices that have been practiced for many centuries those people can get that connection to source but it's usually just a glimpse just a brief little ah there it is because again your squishy brain our our, our human brains cannot comprehend the sum total of all memory in all space and time it, we we would explode. And our bodies, our DNA isn't upgraded enough to kind of hold that vibration. So anything, anything that high up or that vast, that all inclusive and collective, um, we really have a hard time holding on to for any length of time because our bodies just aren't ready for it. Although, you know, we do upgrade from time mm -hmm. to time. And there have been people who have been able to hold that vibration, even in the third density body. So you think about like the, the Rishis in India and, you know, uh, oh, geez, there's so many, there, there's so many, so many examples of very interesting people throughout time who have been able to hold that very, very high vibration for at least, you know, at least a few minutes or, or oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something else to keep in mind as far as seventh density beings is they generally don't get involved in third density life really at all, because again, they are the high self to the high self, they don't have consciousness 
as we would comprehend consciousness to be. They don't, there's no, I am, or I am going to help, or I am even going to help your high self. It is the repository. It is a, it is the creator. It is the, it is, it is all that is. And you know, that kind of goes back to six density when we're talking about interference. Um, you don't get a whole lot of, uh, uh, channels who are channeling that type of energy because they are here to help us to help others and they don't do that through interference because that can really mess a whole lot of stuff up mm-hmm. you start coming down here and giving out really good info and all of a sudden maybe the person who's bringing it in um you know is mistaken as some the next sort of savior or, you know, yeah. we're in a precarious moment in our development that we can't really handle these concepts. So it has to be more like inspiration. Right. And and, and, and we thing. talked about that with the um, the fifth and fourth density entities as well. Even the best intentioned fourth and fifth density positive beings are going to resist getting involved, directly involved in our lives for that reason, because whenever they get involved, there's an equal and opposite reaction that happens as well. So you see, it's really all about you. You are here to make the change, not somebody else or something else from another place. Uh, Whatever inspiration you get, whoever you are is really special and needed. And whatever comes down through you, you put that through your own body and through your own work. And that is what's needed here on the planet right now. So let us briefly talk a little bit about eighth density because eighth density is like the new oct is the new octave of existence. It's the beyond. It's it's so beyond our comprehension. We don't even have words to really describe what it is. Well, if you think about finishing a job and then you move on to the next job. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know who your boss is going to be. You don't know how your coworkers are. Are they going to stick you in a cubicle? Or are you going to have a really great posh office with a leather desk and all this <laughs> other stuff? It's the beginning of the new. And normally you would lose memory. What's in the eighth density is also the Akashic Rec. After this point, you would still have all these memories and you continue on, but it's still kind of new. And yeah. um, it's a whole new level of existence that nobody can come here and, and tell us about. Yeah. Another way of looking at the eighth density, it is the first density of the new octave. And the first density, as we talked a few episodes ago, it's the law of confusion. It's you are a brand new babe, fresh in the world, and you have absolutely no clue how the world works anymore. You're now just a rock trying to figure out what it's like to be a rock within the new density with the social memory complex, with these so all of the memories and all of everything in the octave before. Because the you now have all of the wisdom and knowledge from the earlier octave now assisting you in the new octave, which is why it's incomprehensible. You know, what can one do with all of the memories and all of the awareness of a prior octave? I guess we're going to have to see. Yeah. And if you think of what is the octave before this one, we have the 
entirety of the social memory complex within our cells, within who we are, of the prior octave in this octave. And so you think about it for a second, holy crap, what was the octave before? No idea. And it would pop your brain to even think about it because it's so outside of our experience that we cannot comprehend what came before or what came after. I mean, who knows? We may end up with the same octave all over again and we have the amnesia all over again, but I don't think the universe works that way because at least at least I don't like to think it does. So in the show notes, uh, the whole text from the raw contact uh, is there. And what's great about it is it's free to read online. You don't have to go out and buy the books, which are actually a little outdated because they made some improvements, didn't they? Or they, they completed yep. it better for the online version? Well, the latest um, version of the published works is from 2016, where they went through all of the recordings and then they footnoted and made corrections because Ra was a fifth density positive being bringing wisdom and information to through Carla Ruckert and James McCarty Ra themselves were fifth density positive beings, in a sense interfering, but interfering because they were asked to interfere or provide information. And they were at their second choice point moving into sixth density, which was why they were providing this information in the first place, because they wanted to correct the mistakes that they made when they first arrived on earth 10,000 years ago and built the pyramids and all of a sudden this big cult uh, resulted from their arrival. So they understood that direct contact needed to be facilitated through a Socratic method of question and answer. And the raw contact, the latest version of it was in 2016. It's a two volume set instead of a four volume set. But like Nina said, it is available online as a free download that you can read the entire thing, or you can buy the book at, on Amazon, or you can also get the audiobook through audible.com. Okay, thank you very much for listening today. Um, I hope you found this as interesting as we find it. The law of one is such an, an important aspect to the time temple charts, which is why we wanted so much to share this with you. And it also does a great job of explaining what's happening in the world today, because it's confusing, it's crazy, it's painful, both physically and emotionally. And we just want you to know that it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. So thank you very much for listening. And We'll, we'll be talking to you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please visit our website at www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.